My guest on episode 78 of the Be Yourself and Love It podcast used to be a biker getting in trouble with the Hells Angels. Eventually, he found his love of entrepreneurship and turned his life around. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Be Yourself and Love It podcast with me, Anthony Samaroff. Today I'm here with my friend, a great mentor of mine actually, James Schumark from thestartuprace.com. And now when I moved to Edinburgh from Glasgow, I joined the startup community by James and he taught me a lot of things about entrepreneurship and starting a business and debunked many of the myths about how one should go about starting a business if they want to get the kind of results that people who start up businesses want to get. Hi, James. Thank you for joining me on the show. Well, thank you for the invitation, Anthony. It's, uh, it's lovely to see you as well in this isolation uh, um, nightmare that we're all <laughs> yeah. suffering. <laughs> Well, it's a quite an interesting thing because I know that you've got a couple of meetup groups, the League of Entrepreneurs and the Angel Investors meetup group that people will hear more about during this interview. And obviously they were in-person events for quite a long time, but now because of this COVID stuff, uh, I hear that you're moving your meetup groups online. So this might be quite an interesting and pertinent time to have this interview because some of my audience might want to join you in some of these uh, meetups and, and learn from your wisdom and the wisdom of the guests and the other participants in the thing. But before we get into that, uh, one thing I'd like you to talk about is the fact that you did this. Your, your website's obviously the startuprace.com with that that in there. And you, um, your company is the Startup Race. Uh, we're going to find out what exactly a Startup Race is because you ran recently a £1,000 Startup Race. And I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Sure, thanks. Well, we, we came up with the idea with helping entrepreneurs uh, gamify the startup process. And the idea is that we run a competition that rewards the behavior that investors and other supporters want to encourage. And the idea is that we, we run a competition that identifies entrepreneurs who can actually uh, achieve things, can execute, can make money, because those are the best investment deals for investors to consider. And the idea is a meritocracy. So we use a number of factors to benchmark entrepreneurs to identify those who can actually generate money because it's about what people do rather than what they say that's important in life and in business. So we started the, uh, the 1,000 pound startup race in January and we've been benchmarked. We had about we had 10 entrepreneurs, startup founders take part and you know we measured them uh, each week. They would submit the metrics and we were using pirate metrics for this. So, so if you're not familiar with pirate metrics it's uh, a phrase coined by Dave McClure uh, 500 startups and it's an acronym that is A-A-R-R-R-R -R -R -R, and <laughs> it's what pirates say R-R and, and, and so the these are things that are really useful for a business uh, you know, so for instance acquiring customers is one of the first steps that you need to engage in activating them getting them to use your product Revenue, getting them to pay you some money, retention and referral are all key drivers of um, of um, revenue. And so we, 
you know, this is a behavior we wanted to encourage and entrepreneurs, we didn't want them to sit uh, in uh, an isolation <laughs> or in stealth mode building something without any validation. And uh, the ultimate validation is when someone actually pays you money right. for something, you know, for your offer. <laughs> your mom might say, oh, that's a nice idea, James, you know what you're building. Uh, I would use that app, yeah, if it's going to help me, you know, take nice pictures off my roses. <laughs> um, but in actual fact, you know, if I say, hey, mom, okay, it's £100 a month, are you going to pay me the money? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then your mom might say, well, you're my son, should you give me a discount, please, if you've got yeah. a hustler mom. Uh, but the idea is that the, we help entrepreneurs waste, sorry, avoid wasting years of their life building right. something that nobody wants. I love this uh, philosophy because the bottom line is the bottom line. And you're f really focused on getting people to engage in the kind of activities that are actually going to help them grow their business and not having their attention waver um, and focus on uh, say building features that aren't necessary yet or building something when they've got no feedback from the market you know when when mm. you go uh, to the market you find out if actually what you have is in demand or not so can you talk, talk speak to that you know what are the kind of things that entrepreneurs sometimes go down the rabbit hole wasting their time doing that doesn't actually help them affect the bottom line at the end of the day Sure. I mean, I'm a, I guess I'm really passionate about this is because I made the same mistake. You know, I wasted two years of my life trying to build a personal development marketplace for coaches and, uh, and authors with, without any validation. And there was two software developers in, in the team, and we used to sit around, meet up, um, and, and imagine, you know, what we could create, what we could build, and essentially, we were just indulging our egos mm. rather than making money. And right. it was a hobby rather than a business that would create jobs and employ people. And, you know, two years later on, I, re I realized that it wasn't working. And the, uh, you know, that's when, you know, the timing was, was quite poignant in that uh, somebody asked me, how do we gamify the startup process? And I thought about the problems entrepreneurs have that would take too long to build something nobody wants. And so I thought, well, how can we, you know, solve that problem? Uh, and so the, you know, the classic mistake, and Ash Moria talks about this, he wrote uh, Running Lean, Scaling Lean, is that entrepreneurs engage in what something that's called product push, sorry, feature push. So we think our customers will like this feature, let's build this feature and then we'll give it to them and we'll have this feature and that feature. And, you know, 10, 20 features later, you know, you still haven't made any money and, Instead, you need to practice what's called feature pull. And so you have a very, very basic concept. We call it a minimum revenue product, uh, which is the smallest thing that you can create and generate money from. And it's ideally a low price point because the cost, cost of customer acquisition is lower. And then the secret is to upsell. So you upsell them to a premium program, premium package, or you get repeat purchases, or you get referrals. And the the, the revenue that you generate from upselling is uh, that's where you make most of your money. Um, so yeah, create a minimum revenue product, something, and then you know practice feature pull. And so your customer says, okay, I'm enjoying this. Do you have this? Can we have this feature? Can we have that feature? But you only actually build it, start building it after 10 or 20 or 100 people have expressed an interest in that. 
Right. So the idea is that you get the, if I get you right, the smallest viable thing that you could actually put on the market so that you can actually start to sell something. You can get some feedback from the market. Oh, I'm not sure about that because it doesn't meet this need or that need. Oh, great. Thanks for letting us know. We'll have a little bit of a think about that. But the thing is you're hitting the ground running. You're hopefully having some money come in, which then you can go, well, I've always thought that this would be better if I added this stuff. And since maybe people have, bought in uh, already you know that you've got a market waiting there for you when you advance to improving your product you're not just thinking well i'm going to build the best widget in the world and then when i actually go out into the world it's just like as you did with your previous project spent two years perfecting the widget when something less perfect would have done and I, I come to find that no that that no one's buying it. So, mm. uh, go on. Well, as an example, I, I've I've known some very clever internet marketing experts uh, in America, and I was a member of of their community for a couple of years. And what they would do, they would create an offer, uh, and they would put it online. They would just create the description of the offer, and they would put it online. And then, if 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 nobody bought it, they would scrap it, and then they'd right. try something else. They would only start building the program after they've sold it. Yeah, so <laughs> it's what right. you call a smokescreen. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a bit like a smokescreen offer. Um, uh, and sometimes they would create, combine it with a mafia offer, and that's where you have lots of other bonuses and takeaways and free th- free this and free that, which makes it irresistible. So tell me a little bit about your experiences running this one thousand pound startup race, which I'm guessing was your uh, you hitting the ground running and what you learned from that, uh, what experiences people had, how you help people, the whole gambit. And, you know, maybe ultimately how that would reflect on what you do next time around so that people have a real grounded sense of how you're, you're applying this wisdom yourself, how it's helping you and how it might help them. Sure. Well, we, I mean, we were, I was glad that we had 10 people uh, sign up to take part. Uh, and the, I guess the thing, if I was going to be doing anything differently in in hindsight, I would have done training on what on what pirate metrics are, because in the beginning of the com- competition, some people were confused about that. Maybe we didn't repeat it enough. Some people got it straight away, and they, you know, move very quickly. Our one of our top performers was uh, a young, a young person. I think he's from Estonia, and uh, he was at university. So he was doing this while he was studying full time. And he obviously didn't have any time to waste because uh, he was, you know, had uh, um, all sorts of commitments at the university. So he did the, did the basics, which were what he, we were asking him to do. Uh, so some people, it was a, it was pretty much the eighty twenty rule. So we had one. Uh, so let's say we had ten people take part. One person was knocking it out of the park. One person, you know, just quit and didn't really achieve anything the other 80 percent were kind of like in the middle um and i think you know you've got to think about this in your own customer um funnel you know ideally you've got to find the 10 or 20 percent who really get what you want what you do and believe in what you have to offer and you just need to focus you know uh, your energies and finding those people 
um, so yeah, that was a that was a really good result, and so we started gamifying it. We added badges to all the you know various things that various people achieved. So one of our participant, he uh, still took part in the competition despite his wife having a baby, and uh, a number of people have continued to take part despite the COVID uh, pandemic. Unfortunately, two businesses were in the tourism industry so that affected them very negatively uh everyone's you know businesses are falling off a cliff some two other, two of the other participants are actually in what we call death tech and they provide a service so one of them is called biscuit tin and they provide a service where you can collate all your passwords and access to your savings and your online accounts in this one place so that if you do um, succumb to the COVID virus, then your family will have access or your, um, uh, be able to access your everything you know that you've left behind. The other one is uh, my probate partner and they uh, have created a process so that people can manage the estates, the closing down their estates of the loved ones without having to pay lawyers, you know, thousands and thousands of pounds for nothing, really. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So we had those two companies that, unfortunately, um, well, are ideally suited to the environment in which we find ourselves in, and uh, two, unfortunately, didn't. You know, they just started a Kickstarter campaign or a crowdfunding campaign, and uh, you know, unfortunately, the timing couldn't have been worse. Right, and uh, uh, one of the things I kind of love about your approach, and I remember seeing in your events some of your graphics, you really did turn this startup process into a formula that people can plug their own specifics, the own specifics of their business into. I remember you had a graphics that was kind of like a snake going upwards, if people can just imagine, with all the points that people need to hit. You know, like a, like a, like, like a board game, you know, you roll the dice, you move on to the next step, and you move on to the next step. So you just demystified this for people. And what I love about that is, you know, Entrepreneurs come in all shapes and sizes, all personality types and what have you. And they're not necessarily good at everything that being an entrepreneur entails. You know, only now and then do you get uh, Bill Gates or Steve Jobs or Warren Buffett uh, that seem to be take all the that seem to be unconditionally conscientious and be, be able to conquer. Most of us have our own foibles. And one of it for many people, they might have a great idea for a product, they might be very creative or inventive, but maybe they find this side of things mystifying. You demystify that. Not only do you do that, but you gamify it. So if people have difficulty with uh, the psychology, they've got that element of it which kind of, plugs into our neural networks and I, I love how contemporary it is and things like that. So um, that is something that people might want to uh, consider checking out uh, on the startup race. Because um, you're, you're starting something called uh, International Accelerator soon that people who are starting businesses might be interested in if they like what we've heard so far. Could you tell us more about that? Sure. The... We became a an endorser for the uh, the British government's uh, Home Office startup visas, 
and and we now need to if people want to come to the uk and get a visa um we need to be able to assess whether they meet the home office's criteria of viable scalable and innovative unfortunately our our process then the journey image that that you described earlier on helps helps entrepreneurs to be able to do that very quickly and for a for a business to be viable for instance they you know it's very easy for us to you know decide if, if that is the case so for instance that they the business well, there's two aspects to that. One, there needs to be demand that people will um, want what they have to offer, but also they need to be able to sell. And, you know, entrep- a business is not viable if the entrepreneurs don't like selling. Right. Now, a lot of software developers who, who, who want to create a product, you know, struggle with that. And one of the, one of the steps on the journey that we, uh, the startup journey that we recommend people consider is finding a co-founder. Right. And you mentioned Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. Well, they wouldn't have achieved the success that they did if it wasn't for their co-founders. And there is this thing called just like the Holy Trinity of, of uh, uh, startups. So in, in Apple, you have uh, Steve Jobs, Steve Bozniak, and Jonathan Ives. It was like the Holy Trinity. And there were, there was a Holy Trinity in uh, Microsoft as well with Bill Gates and, um, Steve and um, I can't remember Steve Palmer maybe and um, somebody else Paul Allen uh, and so you've got to find someone who's who's going to join your team and to be able to do that this is the first sale sales conversation you need to have is with a co-founder you've right. got a vision hey this is my vision this is what I want to achieve what do you think and uh, and so you've got to find people who believe in your vision and there's a great three-minute TED Talk uh, called the, uh, How to Start a Movement in Three Minutes. Right, yeah, um, that's a great the Dancing one. guy. It's a perfect example of that. Uh, and um, But, of course, you need to make sure that your co-founders are a good fit and that they have integrity. And um, so you need to run an experiment with them. So we recommend that uh, you try and find a co-founder and you run a time-boxed experiment to see if you get on, see if you can work together, see if the person does what they said they'll do. Uh, make sure they're not crazy uh, and you you know you can work together because you're going to be in it for the long term um, and so the, uh, the the virtual accelerator operates internationally so people can be building their businesses whether they're in India or America or and in, in Europe and we're going to be offering them support uh, guidance and for those people who want to come to the UK and uh, and get a startup visa we can help them with that as well and the, the 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 what one of the other things that makes our startup visa sorry uh, our international startup accelerator different is that we don't take equity out of the business. We actually are off are um, we're charging people to to take part. So they keep a hundred percent of their company, um, and uh, which is you know it's, it's quite innovative and radical in itself. Yeah, loads of good ideas there. So one of the things that you have been stressing recently is that people don't fall into the hole of hopelessness in this COVID thing and all consider a post-COVID society, post-COVID planning as entrepreneurs. Could you tell us a little bit of that about that? Yeah, so this we coined this phrase at the our recent Angel Investor Meetup group. We had Paul Atkinson from Power Equity, who was uh, our guest speaker, 
and he's uh, he's invested in something like 18 companies and they're open for business. They're not going to stop investing in startups. And there is evidence out there that shows that even in a, well, actually in a recession, angel investing goes up. Hmm. Now, unfortunately, the, the value of the companies go down, um, but it's, it's, a, it's a buyer's market, you might say, hmm. rather than a seller's market right now. And so that um, encourages angel investors to actually you know, get become more active in trying to invest in companies. So entrepreneurs need to think, hey, wow, you know, there's an opportunity if I'm in the right zone uh, and if you're in death tech or some other tech that's, you know, is ideally suited to the circumstances we find ourselves in, then, you know, you really need to get going and um, focus on making the most of the opportunity. If you're in a travel industry or, if, you know, if, if I'm, your business has been affected adversely from um, this, you know, this virus pandemic, then you need to reconsider. um, We need to decide is, is this business sustainable for the long period of time? Maybe I should park it and, uh, you know, just start working in a supermarket to, you know, keep the money coming in, but it'll enable you to build the foundations for when everybody wants to start traveling again. Mm and so you could keep you could actually uh i guess it does contradict what i said earlier on about building and stealth but certainly you could be um you've got to survive you've got to mm-hmm. get money coming in so that you can you know pay your bills effectively or, or get money from the government uh, to support you or maybe there'll be grants there there is still actually a, a brexit grant available um uh, well actually maybe it closed on the 31st of march um so that window that ship might have sailed unfortunately but um there are opportunities out there for entrepreneurs to support entrepreneurs and it could be joining somebody else's team so let's say excuse me (coughs) you've been working in your own in your own startup uh, and it's been affected adversely. You could perhaps go and work for another entrepreneur who is who's in an industry that's going to do well, and you can learn from their experience, learn from their from from their example, and develop your skills, whatever they may be, and then come back to your project when everybody is desperate to go traveling around the world. Right. When people are saying, "Hey, I can spend money now," because there is going to be uh, you know an upsurge that some um, the, the people who've been uh, doing their post-COVID planning will be able to exploit. Right. And yeah, a lot of this is about building communities of entrepreneurs and people who want to bring something of value to the world. Like you said, with the Holy Trinities, lone wolves only get so far. So over this period, you're going to be running some online events and why don't you tell people a little bit about those and where they can find them if they'd like to pursue that sure well the they can follow us on eventbrite they can subscribe to our youtube channel uh and unfortunately we've not got the vanity url on youtube but the the videos are all on our website so if you if you click on the angel investor link at the top you'll be able to watch the video interviews that we've done with um uh our uh, fireside chats that we've done with investors uh, also, our Facebook page, the the League of Entrepreneurs and the Startup Race Facebook pages, people connect with us there. But certainly join the League of Entrepreneurs meetup group. 
uh, and join the Angel Investor Meetup group if you're considering becoming an angel investor. The goal of that group is to inspire and educate more people to become angel investors. Great. So uh, and they can also find more information at thestartuprace.com. Thank you very much for joining me on Be Yourself and Love It podcast and sharing some of your insights with us. For you at home, be yourself, but don't just be yourself. Be yourself and love it.